This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. What's going on, everybody? What is up? We are back. back. Um, yes, yes, we are. As you can tell, it's just me and Kevin right now. Um, it's gonna be our first. See, uh, it's gonna be our first episode back for the year. Um, and Seth is not with us right now. Yeah, you got he, the B team. Yeah. Well, or... we got the the fucking OGs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, Seth's schedule is kind of keeping him tied up until probably middle of February, somewhere in there. But he'll be back. Um, it's okay. We can hold on to Fort for a little bit. In the bit. meantime, we got to talk about some headphones. Yeah, yeah. Some studio headphones. Yeah. Go over to studio.com, find some headphones or earbuds you like, throw them in your cart, go to checkout, and you're going to get a little promo code there. You put in Dark Windows 15, all one word, it takes 15% off your entire order, which is awesome. Yes. If there's one thing we like doing more than talking about stupid shit, it's saving people money. We do. (laughs) You know, that's one thing we like like doing is saving people money. Yeah. I I personally like saving people money. So how was was your break? Busy. uh, Yeah. Busy. Yeah. I hear you. I started a new job again. So fun stuff. I kept the same job. Just was busy. Yeah. Yeah. Haunted House went great. Yes, it did. I don't know if we posted any pictures of it. But maybe I think we have. did. Yeah. I don't remember. Probably. That went great. It was like two months ago, so almost three months ago. Thanksgiving was good, as usual. Christmas is good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you're a little more giddy. You're like, oh, my God, I got some new toys and everything Yeah, dude. Else. My wife got me a bunch. My, well, between my wife, my mom, and my dad, they got me a bunch of new, like, uh, woodworking stuff so i got like a, a saw i got a dremel i got all kinds of cool shit my brother got me a kick-ass fucking shooting bench that i can't wait to go use i had a good fucking christmas yeah i i, I got money and i got some clothes and some clothes i couldn't fit into but that's okay but you know it's, it, it is what it is and uh but i only asked for money so yeah. just so i could do my uh ancestry stuff so that's what i that's what i really wanted are you doing like your 23 and me thing no, I saw a thing on Facebook where the government is warning like active duty troops to not do that stuff for some reason. I uh, I don't understand why. Like, what the fuck's the deal there? Yeah, you know? I don't know. But anyway, we're not so, here to talk about that for this this newest episode. Yeah, latest episode. Newest, latest, current, greatest, current. Yes, we'll go with current. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh encounter. Yeah, the Albert. Ostman counter, which encounter. you had never heard of until I brought it up. I yes, and I was like, you asked me, have you heard of it? And I was like, nope, never heard of it before in my life. And honestly, this is one of like the top five most famous Bigfoot encounters of all time. See, and then you said Bigfoot, and I was like, Ooh. exactly, yeah. Um, a lot of people will think that this is either one of the scariest, most intense, like nerve-wracking Bigfoot experiences of all time or a complete hoax. Um, we'll, I, give, we'll give our opinions yeah, on it at the end. Yeah. I, I know there's some people out there that already have an opinion of it, but yeah, we'll just get into it from here. Yeah. Um, so we're going to read sections of a transcript, which are from uh, John Green's book, Sasquatch, the Apes Among Us, um, where he actually interviewed 
Albert Osman, and I think it was like 1956 or something like that. Um, the encounter itself took place in 1924. Yep. I have always followed logging and construction work. This time, I had worked over one year on a construction job and thought a good vacation was in order. BC is famous for lost gold mines. One is supposed to be at the head of Toba Inlet. Why not look for this mine and have a vacation at the same time? Yeah, why not? I like it. Good idea. I took the Union steamship to boat to Lund, B.C. From there, I hired an old Indian to take me to the head of Toba Inlet. Hold on. Settle your kettle, ding dong. What are you staring at him for? He's just sitting here talking. I didn't do a fucking thing. Easy, boy. Simmer down now. Yeah, you big tough bastard. Lay down. That's all you've done all day today anyways. Just feed me a bum, so you might as well keep going. All right. Yeah. This old Indian was a very talkative old gentleman. He told me stories about gold brought out by a white man from from this lost mine. Let me start again. Yeah. This old Indian was a very... Click. This old Indian was a very talkative old gentleman. He told me stories about gold brought out by a white man for from the lost mine. This white man was a very heavy drinker, spent his money freely in saloons. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but Horse he, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but he had no trouble in getting more money. He would be away for a few days, then come back with a bag of gold. But no one. But one time he, he went to his mine and never came back. Some people said a Sasquatch had killed him. At I mean, the, up there, yeah. But or it could have been maybe a, bear, a bear. Or it could have been another prospector. Else. Yeah, anything. Know, really. Fucking nature. A wolverine. Yeah, nature just going, yep. no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> You're dead now. True. At this time, I had never heard of. Not Sasquatch, but Sasquatch. At this time, I have never heard of Sasquatch. So I asked what kind of animal he called a Sasquatch. The Indians said they have hair all over their bodies, but they are not animals. They are people, big people living in the mountains. My uncle saw the tracks of one that were two feet long. One old Indian saw one over eight feet tall. I told the Indian I don't believe in their old fables about mountain giants. It might have been some thousands of years ago, but not nowadays. The Indian said, there may not be many, but they still exist. We arrived at the head of the inlet about 4 p.m. I made camp on the mouth of the creek. The Indian had supper with me, and I told him to look out for me in about three weeks. I would be camping at the same spot when I came back. Next morning, I took my rifle with me, but left my equipment at the camp. I decided to look around for some deer trail to lead me up into the mountains. On the way up the inlet, I had seen a pass in the mountain that I wanted to go through to see what was on the other side. So then he came, comes back, and he hiked for about, I'm going to just kind of, Briefly summarizing a little bit. So he comes back. He gets all of his stuff. Okay. Right. He then hikes until about 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. He stopped for the night just because that was hot, you know, long enough for him. And he oh, actually yeah. climbs up like I think it's something around 3,000 uh, plus feet yeah. in elevation. Yeah. He, he was up there quite a ways. Which his- can take its toll on you because, I mean, climbing that elevation – can win the hell out of you. And plus the fact that he had a, a pack full of stuff, uh, yeah. like 80 some odd pounds of gear. What did he have with him exactly? You've got you've got a list of the provisions, right? Well, yes. I was just about ready to get into that. Good good talking. Good good thinking there. The so the next morning he gathered up his uh gathered his pack which consisted of salt, 4 pounds of prunes. We'll get back to that one. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I mean, <laughs> uh macaroni, cheese, Three pounds of pancake flour, rice king, not rice king, rye king, (laughs) hardtack, three rolls of snuff, butter, two cans of milk, 
two boxes of 30-30 shells, and he also had his 30-30, obviously, mm-hmm. and a homemade pickaxe. Yeah, it was uh, axe on one side, like... Yeah, it's a pickaxe. Yeah, it's no, just yeah. got, you know, a pick on one side, axe on the yeah. other, which kind of is interesting. But, I mean, it was also homemade. Yes. So that's something that, you know... Yeah, that's something that meant something to him because he made it himself. Yeah, and I think he also had a what was it? Um, he had a small like like a like a little knife. carrying thing for it, so yep. that he could actually put it onto his uh, waist to carry it, so he didn't have to actually uh, put it on his pack or yeah. do anything. So he could actually have access to it really quick, right? Just in case if you know he saw something where he didn't have to go into his pack, try to haul it out or anything. He's just oh hey look. Quick, you know, quick disconnect yeah. type thing. Or if there was like squirrels or something, <laughs> or snap it into place. Be like, "Come on, motherfuckers, let's do this." <laughs> or if he wanted to be Cornelius, uh, you know, yeah, kinda, Yukon Cornelius, yeah, fucking throw it up in the air. <laughs> Nuts. Nothing. Oh, I fucking <laughs> love that guy. He's great. I, you know what? I never actually saw uh, Rudolph this year. Just oh, a thing. I know. I know. I know. But. Yeah. Prunes. Four pounds. Four pounds of fucking prunes. Seriously? It's like, in case you get lost and you can follow your own stream of diarrhea back I'm, to where you came from. I mean, I figured that Ugh. maybe one pound. Unless this guy had, like, a stomach of... No, listen. You need to bring exactly zero pounds of prunes with you when you go hiking. The I, mm. As someone who doesn't like to shit in the woods, I can tell you right now, diarrhea in the woods would probably not be fun. Especially back then when you're not just like, oh, I'll bring a roll of toilet paper with me. No, you're going to wipe your ass with whatever you can find. You're going to come back missing fucking socks. True. No. Or you're going to wipe your ass with like leaves or something like and that. And get a fucking parasite. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. You get butt worms like that. Uh, it's gross. That's uh, how it goes. All right. Well, let's get back into it. Yeah. So about four days into the trip, we're, we're going to skip ahead a little ways because there was some details in here that we just didn't really need to cover because they're not pertinent for the story um four days into the trip i found an exceptionally good campsite it was two good sized cypress trees growing close together and near a rock uh near a rock wall with a nice spring just below these trees i intended to make this my permanent camp i cut lots of brush from my uh, my bed between these trees i rigged up a pole from this rock wall to hang my pack sack on and i arranged some flat rocks from my fireplace for cooking i had a really classy setup and that was when things began to happen course because you get fucking set up and now shit goes crazy it, it was kind of int- i saw that we had cut a lot of brush for his bed which is which is cool because you know i figured maybe he had a bedroll or something with him but mm-hmm. obviously he didn't right and well, it's just more shit to carry in true true very true and if you sleep on the bare ground you get sick you get sick but by doing the trees and the you know, limbs or whatever, you actually can create that barrier. Right. Which they say that's what you should do if you actually get lost in the woods. You know, you should ha- you should be able to have something where you can cut down uh, spruce and uh, any evergreen type of thing to to put. You know, because it will help to create that barrier. Yeah, like your floofy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he keeps going. I'm a heavy sleeper. Remember that. Do not dis- uh, not much disturbs me after I fall asleep, especially on a good bed like I had now. Next morning, I noticed things had been disturbed during the night, but nothing missing that I could see. I roasted a grouse that I had shot on a stick for breakfast. Mm, nice. Yeah, sounds pretty good to me. That night, I filled up the magazine of my rifle. I still had one full box of 20 shells and six shells in my coat pocket. That night, I laid my rifle under the edge of my sleeping bag. I thought a porcupine had visited me in the night, and porkies like leather, so I put my shoes in the bottom of my sleeping bag. Porcupines will fucking eat anything. They're rotten bastards. They'll eat siding off your house. They'll eat fucking tires. They're awful. Yes. But if you want to, there's a, a cute video on Facebook of one eating a tiny pumpkin. So, But they, <laughs> I've heard they're pretty good eating. From what, okay, we talked about this last night, and I looked something up. Depending on their diet, they can taste like fucking turpentine. Mm. I don't want to eat anything that tastes like paint stripper. That no. sounds gross. But you can, I mean, same time, porcupines, natives used to use uh, the quills for uh, sewing. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Well, that's fine, but it doesn't mean you have to fucking eat it. I know, I know. 
It's icky. Uh, the next morning, uh, my pack sack had been emptied out. Someone had turned the sack upside down. It was still hanging on the pole from the shoulder straps as I had hung it uh, as I had hung it up. Then I noticed one half pound package of prunes was missing as well. Son of a bitch! Fucking whatever is gonna. Ugh. Also, my pancake flour was missing. That's where I would have been pissed. You're fucked now. You take my fucking pancakes, mm-hmm. dead man. But my salt was not touched. Porcupines always look for salt, so I decided it must be something other than porkies. I looked for tracks, but found none. I uh, I did not think it was a bear. They always tear up. Uh, again, this is where we're going to have issues because this guy talks weird and we're not used to it. Yeah. Um, they always tear up and make a mess of things. I kept close to camp these days in case the visitor would come back. Yeah, I, it's like saying, uh, you know, pack sack. We would be saying backpack. backpack which, you know. honestly, the next time I see it, I will probably change it to backpack just to my own fucking sanity. <laughs> um, so I climbed up on a big rock where I had a good view of my camp, but nothing showed up. I was hoping it would be a porcupine, so I'd get some good porky stew. These visitors... Um, these visits had not been going on. Fuck. These visits had now been going on for three nights. That'd be. He's got to be pissed. Yeah. Obviously. Frustrated. Maybe a little scared because you're yeah, like, what the fuck true. is? What's fucking with my stuff? True. You know. That's yeah. That that would. Uh... I'd be a little freaked at that point. Like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Maybe you know, like you're probably thinking, is there somebody out here out here following me, fucking with me, you know, whatever. True. You know, and that's that's where I would start getting worried because usually animals don't scare me as much as other people do. That night it was cloudy and it looked like it might rain. I took special notice of how everything was arranged. I closed my backpack. I did not undress. I only took off my shoes. I put them in the bottom of my sleeping bag. I drove my prospecting pick into one of these cypress trees so I could reach it from my bed. I also put the rifle alongside me inside my sleeping bag. I fully intended to stay awake all night to find out who my visitor was, but I must have fallen asleep. I was awakened by something picking me up. I was half asleep, and at first I did not remember where I was. As I began to get my wits together, I remembered I was on the I was on a prospecting trip and in my sleeping bag. So remember, he said he was a heavy He's sleeper. He's a very heavy sleeper. Which... Would lead to the fact that he didn't realize he was being picked up. He didn't remember where he was. Yeah. Either. So like. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're when you're woken up out of kind of like a, a dead sleep, like he was, you kind of don't have your wits about you. So you're kind of like, where the hell yeah, am I? Fair enough, but you'd still remember you're not I mean, in your some fucking people, bed. You know. Yeah. Some people would be like that. My first thought was, it must be a snow slide, but there was no snow around my camp. Then it felt like I was tossed on horseback, but I could feel whoever it was, was walking. I tried to reason out what kind of animal this could be. I tried to get at my sheath knife to cut my way out, but it was, I was in, but I was in an almost sitting position and the knife was underneath me. I could not get a hold of it, but the rifle was in front of me and I had a good grip, I had a good hold on that. And had no intention of letting go of it. At no. times, I could feel my backpack touching me, and I could feel the cans in the sack touching my back. So, at this point in time, this thing has picked his backpack up first. So, I'm guessing the backpack is between him and whatever's carrying him, because he's mm. feeling him in his back. Yeah. After what seemed like an hour, I could feel we were going up a steep hill. I could feel myself rise for every step. What was carrying me was breathing hard and sometimes gave a slight cough. Now I knew that now I knew this must be one of the mountain Sasquatch giants the Indian had told me about. I was in a very uncomfortable position, unable to move. I was sitting on my feet and one of my boots in the bottom of the bag was crossways with the hobnail sole up across my foot. It hurt me terribly, but I could not move. So he's sitting on his own feet. And he's got the side of one of his boots jammed into the top of his foot, like that hard edge on like yeah. work boots. That would suck. You know, yeah, that's not comfortable. No, no. And you, you probably, he's probably losing feeling. Yeah, he's, his legs are going numb because mm-hmm. you're you're all jammed up and he can't. Yep. he can't move. It was very hot inside the sleeping bag. 
It was lucky for me that this fellow's hands were not big enough to close the entire bag up when he picked me up. There was a small opening at the top, otherwise I would have choked to death. Now he was going downhill. I could feel myself touching the ground at times, and at one time he dragged me behind him and I could feel he was below me. Then he seemed to get on a level ground and was going at a trot for a long time. By this time, I had cramps in my legs. The pains were terrible. I was wishing he could get to his destination soon. I could not stand this type of transportation much longer. See, should have brought bananas, not prunes. True. Get that potassium. Got no mm-hmm. leg cramps, buddy. Very, very Instead, true. you've got the shits and you're trapped in your own <laughs> sleeping bag in your pants and socks. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. With the potential to actually shit into your own shoes. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd take the rifle and shoot myself. I'd fucking shoot myself right in the mouth if I shit my pants in a sleeping bag. But, I mean, I couldn't smell it, so I wouldn't really give but a it crap. Doesn't, but it doesn't matter. There's still your own shit all over you. That's true. Very true. Yeah. So. Ugh. And, and Ugh. yeah. Big, Ugh. smelly burrito. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now he was going uphill again. It did not hurt me so bad. I tried to estimate distance and directions. As I, as near as I could guess, we were about three hours traveling. I had no, no idea when he started as I was asleep, when he picked me up. Finally, he stopped and let me down. Then he dropped my pack sack. I could hear the cans rattle. Then I heard chatter, some kind of talk I did not understand. The ground was sloping, so when he let go of my sleeping bag i rolled down the hill i got my head out and got some air i tried to straighten my legs and crawl out but my legs were numb yeah i bet they were because from being in that position for three hours yeah yeah yeah. fuck Mm -hmm. that it was still dark i could not see what my captors looked like i tried to massage my legs to get some life in them and get my shoes on I could hear now it was at least four of them. They were standing around me and continuously chattering. I have never heard of Sasquatch. I never heard of Sasquatch before. The old Indian told me about them, but I knew I was right among them. But how to get away from them? That was another question. I got to see the outline of them as it began to get lighter. Through, though the sky was cloudy and it looked like rain, in fact, it was a slight sprinkle. Now I had circulation in my legs, but my left foot was very sore on the top where it had been resting on my hobnail boots. I got my boots out from the sleeping bag and tried to stand up. I found that I was wobbly on my feet, but I had a good hold on my rifle. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be fucking letting go of it at that point no. in time. I asked, what you fellows want with me? Only some more chatter. I was getting, it was getting lighter now, and I could see them quite, uh, quite clearly. I could make out forms of four people, two big and two little ones. They were all covered with no hair, nope. with hair and no clothes on at all. I could now make out the mountains all around me. I looked at my watch. It was 4.25 a.m. It was 4.25 a.m., and it was getting lighter now, and I could see the people clearly. They looked like a family, old man, old lady, two young ones, a boy and a girl. The boy and the girl seemed scared of me. The old lady did not seem too pleased about what the old man had dragged home. Typical married life there. (laughs) But the old man was waving his arms and telling them all what he had in mind. They all left me then. Yeah, she was quite probably pissed. Yeah. I sent you out to go get this, and what do you come back with? Some damn hairless version of us. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, you went out for bread, and you come back with this fucking thing? What are you doing? I sent you with a list, and you didn't follow it. Well, I I had to. I had to bring it back. I I had to show you. I couldn't take a picture of it. We don't have cameras. So it's like, fucking look at this thing. And you wouldn't believe me. Yeah, right? Like last time when I said I saw one, but no. <laughs> I had my compass and my prospecting glass on strings around my neck. The compass in my left hand was the compass in my left hand shirt pocket and my glass in the right. I tried to reason out our location and where I was. I could see now that I was in a small valley 
or basin about eight to ten acres surrounded by high mountains on the southeast side and there was a v-shaped opening about eight feet wide at the bottom and about 20 feet high at the highest point that must be the way i came in but how will i get out the old man was now sitting near the opening i moved my belongings up close to the west wall there was two small cypress trees there and this will do for a shelter for the time being until I find out what these people want with me and how to get away from here. I emptied out my pack sack to see what I had left in the line of food. All my canned meat and vegetables were intact and I had one can of coffee. Also, I had three small cans of milk, two packages of Rye King hardtack, and my butter sealer half full of butter. But my prunes and macaroni were missing. Sit. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he shoots his way out of here and kills all of these things because they took his fucking macaroni and cheese. (laughs) You could have just taken my prunes, but no. No, you could have just taken my macaroni, but motherfuckers, (laughs) you took my prunes. You're dead. I also had my full box of shells for my rifle. I had my sheath knife, but not my prospecting pick. Uh, That was missing along with my matches. I only had my safety box full. And that, and that held about a dozen matches. This did not worry me. I can always start, start a fire with my prospect, prospecting glass when the sun is shining, if I get dry wood, of course. Thrifty fucker. Right? I wanted hot coffee, but I had no wood. Also, nothing around here looked like wood. I had a good look over the valley from where I was, but the boy and girl were always watching me from, from behind some juniper bush. I decided there must be some water around here somewhere. The ground was leaning towards the opening in the wall. There must be water at the upper end of the valley. There's green grass and moss along the bottom. All my utensils were left behind. I opened my coffee tin and emptied the coffee in a dish towel and tied it with the metal strip from the can. I took my rifle and the can and went looking for water. Right at the head, under a cliff... There was a lovely spring that disappeared underground. I got a drink and a full can of water. When I got back, the young boy was looking over my belongings, but did not touch anything. On my way back, I noticed where these people were sleeping. On the east side wall of the valley was a shelf in the mountainside with overhanging rock, looking something like a big undercut in a big tree about 10 feet deep and 30 feet wide. The floor was covered with lots of moss, and they had some kind of blankets woven of narrow strips of cedar bark, packed with dry moss. They looked very practical and warm, with no need of washing. Okay, that's super fucking interesting, though. So, these things are obviously smart enough to be able to make bedding Mm -hmm. and blankets and have the wherewithal to have an area to sleep in where they're going to stay dry yep and they're not going to have wind only coming from one direction Mm -hmm. so but they also have enough room so that they can be together but also stay warm right yeah that's this is where shit starts to get more and more interesting yeah Uh, The first day, not much happened. I had to eat my food cold. The young fellow was coming nearer to me, nearer me, and seemed curious about me. My one snuffbox was empty, so I tossed it toward him. When he saw it coming, he sprang up quick as a cat and grabbed it. He went over to his sister and showed her. They found out how to open and close it. They spent a long time playing with it. Then he trotted over to the old man and showed him. They had a long chatter. Next morning, I made my mind up to leave the place. If I had to shoot my way out, I could not stay much longer. I had only enough grub to last me until I got back to Toba Inlet. I did not know the direction, but I could go downhill and I would come come out near civilization someplace. I rolled up my sleeping bag, put... That inside my pack sack, packed the few cans I had, swung the sack on my back, injected the shell in the barrel of my rifle, and started for the opening in the wall. The old man got up, held up his hands as though he would push me back. I pointed to the opening. 
I wanted to go out, but he stood there pushing towards me and said something that sounded like Soka Soka. I packed up my... Yeah, Soka Soka. <laughs> yeah, but the... It seems like it was fairly aggressive when they, when he was trying to leave. You know, like, if he had kept trying, what would, it, what would this thing have done? Would it have pushed him? Would it have backhanded him and know. knocked his fucking block off or what? Yeah. You know, that's where... Yeah. I backed up to about 60 feet. I did not want to be too close. I thought if I had to shoot my way out, a 30-30 might not have much... Of, well, hold on. I backed up to about 60 feet. I did not want to be close. I thought if I had to shoot my way out, a 30-30 might not have much effect on this fellow. It might make him mad. <laughs> Could be. I only had six shells, so I decided to wait. There must be a, a better way to f- than killing him in order to get out from here. I went to my back to my campsite to figure out some other way to get out. I could make friends with the young fellow or the girl. They might help me if I only could talk to them. Then I could. Then I thought of a fellow who saved himself from a mad bull by blinding him with snuff in his eyes. But how will I get to blind? <laughs> this is the I'm weird sorry, shit that but... goes through somebody's head, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you're being kidnapped, you're like, "How do I go about doing this without hurting anybody permanently?" Uh, just yeah. so I can get out of here. But how will I also get... Also dirt in his eyes. <laughs> Pocket sand. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker! Dale Gribble style. What? <laughs> yeah. But how will I get near enough to his this fellow to put snuff in his eyes? So I decided next time I give the young fellow his snuff, my snuff box to leave a few grains of snuff in it. He might give it to the old man to taste. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to throw our sponsors in, and we'll be back to finish up this fucking weird, wild-ass story. The Dark Windows Podcast is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. The Great Courses Plus is a subscription video on-demand service with thousands of in-depth videos taught by the world's greatest professors. You'll always have something fascinating to learn about. With categories ranging from history to travel, there's something for everyone. The courses I'm personally looking forward to checking out are the 36-part series on the Vikings and the 24-part series The Agency, A History of the CIA. If you go to ageofradio.org forward slash darkwindows, there's an offer to get The Great Courses Plus for 14 days free. Stay ahead in life. Start your access today with 11,000 plus video and audio lectures on a range of topics. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we're back to finish this bad boy off. Yeehaw! So... We left off. He was, he was pretty much. He wasn't being held. I don't know if he's being. Well, held, we don't, don't really the, need to recap. I mean, people have been listening. It was only like a no. Yeah, but I want to talk about it just a tad bit. Okay. So is he being really? Is he being held? You know, against I, his will. I think so. That's how I. W- if I was in his situation, that's how I would think. Is I'm being. I'm not allowed to leave here because I tried and he wouldn't let me. But they're. They're kind of. It's almost like he's their pet because he does, they don't want him to leave, but they're letting him have his freedom though. Right. At the but same still, time, fuck that. If True. I want to leave, yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. And you can't shoot your way out because well, you're just gonna piss the damn things off because they're. I mean, they're just monstrous. You might be able to kill the small ones. Maybe. But what's gonna happen if you kill somebody's kids? Oh, they're going to fuck you up. They're going to eat you. Yeah. Yeah. But the question is, what direction will I go if I should get out? I must have been nearly 25 miles. Holy shit. 25 miles northeast of Toba Inlet when I where when I was kidnapped. That's probably a long. That's a long. Okay. Way. So if this thing snatched his ass up in a sleeping bag and then covered 25 miles in three hours, that's moving. 
I mean, it might be more because he doesn't really know what right. time frame. But still, it could have been just a full day. He wasn't in the. He wasn't in a sleeping bag for a full day. He would have known you were in there a full day. Well, he said it was still dark when he was. Still, it was dark it, when he got out. It picked him up at in the middle of the night. It was like four twenty-five in the morning when he got out. Yeah, it's still dark at four twenty-five in the morning. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was four twenty-five in the evening. No, but okay. This fellow must have traveled at least 25 miles in the three hours he carried me. If he went west, he would be near saltwater. Same thing if he'd gone south. Therefore, he must have gone northeast. If I keep heading south and over two mountains, I must hit saltwater someplace between Lund and Vancouver. The following day, I did not see the old lady until about 4 p.m. She came home with her arms full of grass and twigs and all kinds of spruce and hemlock as well, uh, as well as some kind of uh, some kind of nuts that grew in the ground. So uh, it's going to sound stupid. Am I the only one at this point picturing just like a like old lady, like female Sasquatch and like a pink frilly fucking like apron or something? I think that's uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe some slippers. <laughs> she I looks like fucking mama bear from uh, the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've seen lots of them on Vancouver Island. The young fellow went up. Okay, so I'm, I'm guessing when he said he's seen lots of them on Vancouver Island, he's talking about those nuts. Yeah. Okay. The young fellow went up the, went up the mountain to the east every day. He could climb better than a mountain goat. He picked some kind of grass with long, sweet roots. He gave me some one day. The taste was very sweet. I gave him another snuff box with about a teaspoon of snuff in it. He tasted it and then went to the old man. He licked it with his tongue. How else do you lick stuff? Well, I don't know. You can't, like, use your teeth to lick stuff. You, no. Whatever. Not as far as I know. Uh, they had a long chat, and I made a dipper from a milk can. When I was done, I threw it over to the young fellow that was playing near me uh, near my camp. He picked it up and looked at it and then went to the old man and showed it to him. They had a long chatter again. Then he came to me, pointed at the dipper, then at his sister. I could see he wanted one for her as well. I had other peas and carrots, so I made one for his sister. She was standing only eight feet away from me. When I'd made the dipper, I dipped, uh, I dipped it in water and drank from it. He was very pleased, almost smiled at me. Then I took a chew of snuff, smacked my lips, and said, that's good. The young fellow pointed to the old man, said something that sounded like, ook, I got the idea that the old man liked snuff, and the young fellow wanted a box for the old man. I shook my head. I motioned with my hands for the old man to come to me. Fuck you, come to me. <laughs> I do not think the young fellow understood what I meant. He went to his sister and gave her the dipper I made for her. They did not come near me again that day. Ungrateful little shits. <laughs> I'd now been here for six days, but I was sure I was making progress. If only I could get the old man to come over to me, get him to eat a full box of snuff. That would kill him for sure. <laughs> and that way, kill himself. I wouldn't be guilty of murder. Huh. Old, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Well, I mean, so at this point, he's still thinking that they're humans, not... Right. Not not uh, some kind of an animal or... Yeah. He's still thinking they're they're humans. Yeah, some kind of a native tribe or something like that. Probably is what he's mm-hmm. thinking. But they're just a little bit different, you know. A little bit. They're fucking eight feet tall and hairy as shit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> all right, all right. The <laughs> he continues on. The old lady was 
a meek old thing. The young fellow was by this time quite friendly. The girl would not hurt anybody. Her chest was flat like a boy's. <laughs> the fuck? No development like young ladies. I am sure if I could get the old man out of the way, I could easily have brought the girl out with me to civilization. What are you going to do with this child, you creep? I don't know. I, I, know, I don't know. Kind of leaves you to wonder you know, what he was really thinking. Right? Uh, inappropriate. <laughs> but what good would have that have been i could have kept her in a cage for public display i don't think we have i don't think we have any right to force our way of life on other people and i don't think they would like it so once again he's basically thinking that she's you know kind of like a people people but like a wild person or something you know it's been living out in the sticks forever yeah yeah, I, I don't know. Weird. The young fellow might have been between 11 to 18 years old and about 7 feet tall. It might might weigh about 300 pounds, which is pretty hefty. Yeah. His chest would be between 50 to 55 inches. Holy hell. And his waist was about 36 to 38 inches. He had wide jaws, a narrow forehead, that slanted upward around the back about four or five inches higher than his forehead. What do they call that? That's a uh, uh, conical head. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another very, very common thing with Bigfoot sightings. And you got to remember, this was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 years before the first documented like Bigfoot sighting in California. Well, this is... uh, 1924. Yeah, what... Yeah, 20, 30 years before Patty? Uh, 40, yeah. 40? Yeah. Years before Patty? I mean, there had been other sightings previous to this. Right, but this was, that was when, like, it first became a thing to see yeah. Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. The hair on their heads was about six inches long. The hair on the rest of their body was short and thick in places. The woman's hair on the forehead had an upward turn like someone, some women have. They were called bangs. Yes. yes. <laughs> this fancy new thing called bangs. Yeah. Among uh, Nowadays, the old lady could have been anything between 40 to 70 years old, which at, you know, at that time, I mean, for someone uh, of, of an animal of that range, 40 years old could be, you know, for with a hard life, that's, that's old. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, she was over seven feet tall. She could be about five hundred to six hundred pounds, but I'm pretty sure he didn't want to guess because it's she not, was still a lady. Yeah, it's not played to ask a lady's weight or <laughs> age or age, <laughs> especially when they just fucking smash your head in with a rock or something. And she also brings you know brings in you know different little things, and she leaves your ass alone. Yeah, uh, she had very wide hips and a goose like walk. She was not built for beauty or speed. That's rude. (laughs) If she could hear this conversation now. Some of those lovable braziers and uplifts would have been a great improvement on her looks and her figure. Again, I think this guy's some kind of a secret, like, Bigfoot perv. He's like, you know, she's got great boobs, but, you know, nice bra (laughs) would have really pulled the whole thing together. (laughs) Get us some fishnets and, like, <laughs> a nice pair of stilettos or something. We could have done this. Yikes. Complete Ooh. makeover. Oh, Bigfoot stripper. <laughs> Put your clothes on. <laughs> the man's teeth, eye teeth, were, Which, I don't know. Canines. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Were long, uh, longer than the rest of the teeth. But not long enough to be called Tuss. The old man was, must have been near eight feet tall, big barrel chest and big hump on his back, powerful shoulders. His biceps on his upper arm were enormous and tapered down to his elbows. His forearms were longer than most common people have, but well proportioned. His hands were wide. The palm was long and broad. And hollow like a scoop. 
His fingers were short to in proportion to the rest of his hand. His fi- fingernails were like chisels. The only place with no hair on was inside his hands and on the soles of his feet. Also on the upper part of his nose and eyelids. Makes sense. Yeah. I never did see their ears. They were covered with hair hanging over them. If the old man were to wear a collar, it would have been at least 30 inches. I have no idea what size his shoes would, would need to be. I was watching the young fellow's foot one day when he was sitting. The soles of his feet seemed to be padded like a dog's foot. And the big toe was longer than the rest of rest and very strong. In mountain climbing, all he needed was footing for his big toe. They were very they were very agile. To sit, they turned their knees out and came straight down. To rise, they came straight up without help of hands or arms. That's impressive. That's a lot of lower body strength to be able to do that. It is. I don't think this valley was their permanent home. I think they moved from place to place as food is available in different localities. They might eat meat, but I never saw them eat meat or do any cooking. So, uh, for I mean, for people who, you know, go around from place to place, such as, you know, Sasquatch, it makes sense. Yeah. And uh, that's I mean, another one of the theories that with Sasquatch and Bigfoot stuff that's come around more recently is that they follow waterways and they migrate. They follow food. They don't stay in the same place year round, and, which makes sense. And, I mean, they're more like – because technically – we as humans are supposed to be what uh, omnivores, I think. Yep. Not supposed to technically eat meat because it doesn't. Because uh, we we don't digest it. Oh fuck! We're that. not I'll carnivores. So, uh, but if you know, if we we because our teeth are supposed to be for like eating nuts and berries and stuff like that for grinding, mm. not for ripping and tearing, kind mm. of like dogs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It gr- they grind meat just as well. Believe all right. me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all Fuck right. vegetables. I'm a secondhand vegetarian. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> secondhand vegetarian. <laughs> I, I think this was probably a stopover place, and the plants uh, with the sweet roots on the mountainside may uh, might have been in season this time of year. They seem to be most interested in those. The roots had a very sweet and satisfying taste. They always seemed to do everything for a reason, wasted no time on anything they didn't need. When they were not looking for food, the old man and the old lady were resting, but the boy and girl were always climbing something or doing some other exercise. A favorite position was to take hold of his feet with his hands and balance on his rump and then bounce forward. The idea seemed to be to see how far he could go without his hands or feet touching the ground. Sometimes he made it 20 feet. Now, see, this this kind of makes me think that they're more like animals than humans because of how they're acting. Like, you know, they're not – the kids aren't mature to the point that they can be on their own. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're huge. Not as big as dad and, you know, at least the male is not as big as dad yet. Right. Uh, but he's bigger than mom. But he's still not at that point to where you know, he could be on his own or his sister could be on her own because she's not matured yet. She hasn't reached her, uh, I guess, lack of a better term, puberty. Right. So that, you but know, this she is also could bear very children. like This is also very childlike behavior, too. Yeah. Of just fucking goofing around and like, oh, mom and dad aren't paying attention. I got nothing better to do. I might as well bounce around on something. Yeah, and if if you ever watch like uh, chimpanzees or whatever they or baboons, whatever they kind of, if they're, they're kids, they do this kind of shit. Yeah, which is kind of interesting to to see that. I mean, even well, hell, even us kids, you know, when we're kids, we do stupid shit like this. Still do. I'm in my thirties and I do stupid shit. <laughs> And back and back to the like the the getting up and down, you know, being flexible. It kind of that that part kind of reminds me of like little kids. Yeah, you know, when they're young, they could literally sit down from standing up. 
because they're so agile. Yeah, and they don't give a shit. Yeah, they're not worried about getting hurt. You know, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I always I look at my nephews and we're, I was always like, "Damn, I wish I could do that." It's like <laughs> I, I could go from standing to sitting right on my ass, but I'm not gonna be able to walk the next day because I'm gonna break my fucking tailbone. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things where. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. But so to continue on, what do they want with me? They must understand that I cannot stay here indefinitely. I will soon have to make a break for freedom. Not that I was mistreated at all. Uh, one con- uh, one consolation was the old man was coming closer and closer each day and was very interested in my snuff cans. Watching me as I took it, uh, watching me when I take a pinch of snuff, he seemed to think it useless to only put inside my lips again the the way this guy words stuff is so weird yeah it's kind of make us sound like we you know makes me sound like a dickhead because i can't read anyway yes it also (laughs) makes us kind of seem like we're stuttering or stumbling over because it we're this is a different uh time so we're we're also reading somebody else's words yeah so it's not something that it's not ours. It's not written the way that we talk. Yes. You know? Um, one morning after I had my breakfast, both the old man and the boy came and sat only 10 feet away from me. This morning I made coffee. I had saved up all all the dry branches I found, and I had some dry moss, and I used the labels from my cans to start a fire. I got my coffee pot boiling, and it was strong coffee, too. And the aroma from the boiling coffee is what brought them over. I was sitting eating hardtack with plenty of butter on it and sipping coffee. It sure tasted good. I I was smacking my lips pretending it was better than it really was. I set the can down uh, that was about half full. I intended to warm it up later. I pulled out a box full of snuff and took a big chew. Before I had time to close the box, the old man reached for it. I was afraid he would waste it and only had two more boxes. So I held out the box intending for him to take a pinch like I had just done. Instead, he grabbed the box and emptied it into his mouth. Whoa, fuck that. (laughs) And then he swallowed it in one gulp. Okay, anybody who has ever accidentally swallowed chewing tobacco probably just threw up in their mouth listening to that. I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He then licked the inside of the box. After a few minutes, his eyes began to roll around in his head. Because he's sick now because he's nauseous. Sick as fuck. So he was looking straight up. I could see he was sick. Then he grabbed my coffee can that was quite cold by this time. He emptied it into his mouth, grounds and all. Again, that'll make you fucking want to throw up too, eating coffee grounds. Yeah. That did him no good. He stuck his head between his legs and rolled forward a few times away from me. (laughs) Then he began to squeal like a stuck pig. I grabbed my (laughs) rifle. I said to myself, this is it. If he comes for me, I'll shoot him plumb between the eyes. (laughs) Fucking A. Uh, but he started for, he started for the spring. He wanted water. I packed my sleeping bag into my backpack and a few and the few cans I had left. The young fellow ran over to his mother and she began to squeal as well. I started for the opening in the wall and just made it. The old lady was right behind me. I fired one shot at the rock over her head. I guess she had never seen a rifle fired before. She turned and ran inside the wall. I in the barrel of my rifle and started downhill. Looking back over my shoulder every so often to see if they were coming, I was in the can- was in a canyon and good traveling, and I made fast time. Must have made three miles in some world record time. I came to a turn in the canyon, and I had the sun on my left. That meant I was going south, and the canyon turned west. I decided to climb the ridge ahead of me. I knew I must have two mountain ridges between me and saltwater and by climbing the ridge i would have a good view of this canyon so i could see if the sasquatch were coming after me i had a light pack and was making good time up this hill i stopped soon after to look back to where i i came from but nobody followed me as i came over the ridge i could see mount baker then i knew i was going in the right direction so he's got to be, I'm guessing, in probably southern British Columbia, because if if it's the same Mount Baker I'm thinking of, that's in Washington. Yeah, because I think, so. I think that's where Ted Bundy stored some of his victims. Was Mount Baker? Mm-hmm. I think. 
I could be wrong. And somebody will, no, it's like, yeah, whatever. But we haven't talked about Ted Bundy yet, have we? Do your research, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You didn't even know. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. You're right. I'm a dickhead. Continue. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's a fucking argument with myself. <laughs> you won, right? Maybe. Possibly. Undecided. <laughs> uh, I was tired at... And hungry. I opened my backpack to see what I had to eat. I decided to rest for a while. I had good I had a good view of the mountainside, and if the old man was coming I had the advantage because I was up above him. To get me he would have to come up a steep hill. And that might not be so easy after stopping a few thirty thirty bullets. <laughs> Take that, you son of a bitch! Bow Yeah <laughs> If it came to that. I made up my mind this was my last chance, and this would be a fight to the finish. I rested for two hours. It was 3 p.m. when I started down the mountainside. I was go- was going nice, not to sleep, not too steep, and not too much underbrush, which is good for making up time. Right. Yeah, and you're not getting all tangled up in trees and shit, and you can just boogie along. Yeah. When I got near the bottom, I shot a big blue grouse. She was sitting on a windfall looking right at me, only 100 feet away. I shot her shot her neck right off, so which we, meant we, we basically we, shot we her We talked to this off. last night. We talked about this last night. To shoot something's neck off, does that mean like the neck just goes and the head falls down the top of the body and it keeps keeps operating as designed with and I just with my, no neck? I give my same reaction. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know this stuff. Yeah. But I know if you shoot a grouse in the head, it's probably not going anywhere. Probably not. Yeah. In your belly, that's where it's going. It is. Fucking A. I made it down the creek at the bottom of this canyon. I felt <laughs> I was safe now. I made I, a... Fu- again, what? I fucking read that as crayon. <laughs> <laughs> made it down to the bottom of the creek at the bottom of this crayon. It was uh, burnt sienna. It was a burnt sienna. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. I made up... I made a fire between two big boulders, roasted the grouse. Next morning when I woke up, I was feeling terrible. My feet were sore from dirty socks. My legs were sore. My stomach was upset from the grouse and that I ate the night before. Because he probably ate it too fast. Probably didn't cook it fully either. Could have been. Gave himself some of that sweet, sweet salmonella. Mmm. Yeah. Yummy. I was not too sure I was going to make it up the mountain. I finally made it to the top, but it took me six hours to get there. It was cloudy. Visibility was about a mile. After about two hours, I got down to the heavy timber and sat down to rest. I could hear a motor running hard at times, then stop. I listened to this for a while and decided the sound was coming from a gas donkey. Someone was logging in the neighborhood. I told them I was a prospector and was lost. I did not give them tell that I uh, okay we, start over well, again. Whoop. Yeah, I told them I was a prospector and was lost. I did not like to tell them I had been kidnapped by a Sasquatch, as if I had told them they would probably have said he is crazy too. The following day, I went down from this from the camp to Salmon arm branch of Seclet Inlet. From there, I got to the Union boat back to the Vancouver. Or back to Vancouver. Not to the Vancouver. (laughs) So if anybody's wondering what a gas donkey is, it's actually a pump jack. Like an oil pump. Yeah. Like out in the, you know. This was my last prospecting trip and my last experience that with what is known as Sasquatches. I know that in 1924, there were four Sasquatches living. It might be only two now. The old man and the old lady might be dead by this time. So that was the story. Yeah. So what do you think? I... How do you take this? Do you do you think this was real or do you think he made up this whole crazy fucking tale? I think it was real. I think it was too much detail to have yeah. been made up. 
Exactly. I mean, yes, he did have a long-ass time to make up a story, but why bother? He didn't get anything out of this. No. He didn't get didn't get any fucking money out of it. It's the same with same with uh, you know what? Patterson he, and Gimlin. They got nothing out of that. You know what he did get pleasure in? Huh? Seeing a, a Sasquatch get get freaking sick as shit from eating his uh. <laughs> right, but I mean, he there he had no fine. He got no financial gain out of this. No, no, nothing. You know, he didn't get famous from this. It wasn't like he was all over the fucking place telling his story. Well, plus he didn't tell anybody because he thought he was could be considered nuts. Well, yeah, because if you, yeah, if you tell people this shit happened, they're gonna be fucking crazy. I mean, also at the same time, well, how long it had been since he was? So it was like forty something years after the no, encounter no, 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 that he no. had. The... How long had it been since he was um, been taken by the guy, been by the Sasquatches? And he he was with him what, for like six days, six days or something, days, like that? something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I mean, there, it's not like there was anybody out looking for him either. You know, and I guarantee, fucking to you, I guarantee, as soon as he got back to the meeting spot where the the Indian was supposed to pick him back up at the boat, that motherfucker never left camp again until he saw that guy on the boat. I guarantee you, he didn't go anywhere. Well, probably didn't sleep either. Does it sound like he even saw the guy? Because, well, because it only had been two weeks. That's true. So that's why nobody was looking for him. Yep. The and well, the, the native wasn't back at the camp, mm-hmm. so he left early. I mean, I wonder what he if if he had actually seen the guy back in the village, what the guy what the native has said. You know, I told you, <laughs> yeah. Or did I he even told say? You so. Or did he even say anything? I I doubt I doubt that Albert said anything Probably until not. he was approached for this interview. Probably, I mean. If he was got married, he probably told his wife. No way, you don't tell you don't tell somebody like that. Not back then. She would have thought you were fucking crazy. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, possibility. So I mean, I guess for us, we both think it's probably true. Yeah. So you let us know what you think, and you can uh, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Send us a message. Uh, you can email us at darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Oh, speaking of Facebook, I want to jump back quick. Um, I know we haven't been super active on there during the break. I just wanted to say thank you for everybody that keeps posting stuff and starting conversations. And welcome to all the new people that have joined because yeah. I, I wasn't doing anything with Facebook. Um I was but, kind of I was kind of surprised that a lot of people yeah you know, I mean, kept wanting to join. I was like, and we had, we had one we had one person join that's like, oh great, I finally find a show I like, and they take a fucking break. It's like, <laughs> yeah, damn it, that hurts. I know that made me feel like, yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck, yeah. But in the back of my head, I was just thinking, I wonder if these people know that I've already got three episodes ready to go. We just have to have time to record. Exactly, <laughs> because I've got. Other than this one, I personally have written uh, like two and three quarter other episodes that are ready to go whenever we just have fucking an hour or whatever to record. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, we, we've got some cool shit coming for you. Um, I hope y'all like true crime because that's pretty much what I've worked on. That and another historical figure that uh, Anybody familiar with our, our back catalog knows, like, we do, like, the three bad dudes every once in a while. Uh-huh. This is a guy who was too badass to share a show with two other people. He had to have his own because he might be the baddest motherfucker that has ever existed. Well, at least in American history. So, we'll get into that one here in the next couple weeks, I think. Yeah, if you haven't, and if you haven't figured out where you can find us, well, like we said, we can... You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Dark Windows Pod. Mm-hmm. We haven't been active on there. We should have Negative. been more active. I apologize. I have, to, you I, know. Yeah, I, I haven't been active on my own no. Instagram or Facebook really either. Other yeah, than posting pictures of dogs and shit. Me either, because just been so busy. It's holiday seasons. You know, we've been just extremely busy. I was extremely busy with work. I, I didn't, didn't want to talk to any of you people because I was too busy eating. Well, aren't you just an asshole? I am. But I'm a fat asshole now because I've been eating like nonstop for the last three months. True. So, um, but then you could also find us 
on pretty much any source that you can download a podcast on. Yeah. Um, you can also go to Age of Radio. Ageofradio.org. And you can find us on there. You can oh. find all of our brother and sister shows on there as well. Mm-hmm. You can. And you can also, if you're also looking for anything else, you can go check out the Bazaar yeah. for merchandise. If you're looking to start up a podcast, they do have like some startup gear there, which mm-hmm. is pretty fucking cool. I kind of wish I'd known about that when we were get, first getting started. Well, they didn't have it then. Right. Because that would have been like, hey, here's a little bit of information on what you're going to need so you don't spend $150 on a microphone each and then have to return them because you're both stupid and don't know what you're doing yet. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But and, that's besides the point. And again, go over to studio.com and uh, find some headphones or some earbuds. They got something for everybody over there. Exactly. Throw them in your cart. You get to your checkout. Put in Dark Windows 15, all one word. You get 15% off your entire order, and you will not regret it. They are some of the best headphones I have ever put on my head. Um, I've got a pair of the Regent that we used to record. I've also got two pairs of the Neva uh, wireless earbuds. They are fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. They come in a little hockey puck. You charge them up. The like the charging case holds four charges, and you don't have to plug. Like your headphones die, you just toss them back in. They charge. They're charged in like 20, 25 minutes. Pop them back in. You're ready to roll again. They're mm. they're great. Your wife has the. What's the other one? I don't remember which one she has. Another pair that are. She has the the wired behind the head, with a little remote thing. Yep. I can't remember the name of them, though, because there's a couple of different models of those as well. And I'm hoping, hoping they're still uh, the Klar, Seth's favorite kind. They're still available because I want to get a pair. Those are discontinued. Well, they still have some available. Do they? Yeah. I didn't see any. They're still available. Sure. But we'll cut that part out. I think you're just making that up because you want it bad. I know. I knew. Noise canceling headphones. Sorry. Uh, what else did we not cover? That's about it. How about your personal, like, we'll do our, like, personal shits. Oh. So, yeah, you can find me. I'm on Instagram at uh, Speedy802. I'm also on Facebook. I'm Kevin Heyer. You'll see me on there. Uh, you can all, let's see. Well, we're on Twitter, too. Yeah, occasionally. Like, on Twitter, too, <laughs> occasionally. We're at uh, Dark Windows Pod. On there. Uh, and where can they find you, Kevin? Uh, I am Kevin Carlton. You can find me on Facebook if you go to Kevin Carlton. Um, I'm on Instagram at kcarlton87. Uh, you're probably not going to find much on there other than pictures of my dog and, like, shit I'm working on in my woodshop. That's about it because I don't use Instagram that much. I probably should, but. And he's the Kevin Carlton that posts a ton of stuff on uh, I Facebook. I sure am. So, you know, you mostly just talk to him, not me. That's right. Because nobody wants to talk to you because you suck. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yes, we're back. And I apologize if this if this was a, a bad start off. But, uh, you <laughs> know, a- we're, we're breaking into it. Be yeah. easy on us, okay? Hey, 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 hey. We've been off for, like, two and a half months. We had to do something to, like, ease ourselves back in. So if it sucked, just stick with us because next week's going to be pretty fucking great. I can promise. Just remember. Tried it once, never again. Yeah. No, wait, that's something. That's not no, something. actually, our sign-off is just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>